just delighted that you're with us. Hey, I want to give a big shout out to Jamie. Happy birthday to you today. Yes. It's a big deal. Happy birthday. So we always want every birthday girl to stand up and give us a speech, a little song and dance. So yeah, that's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> well, happy birthday, girl. Yes, yes. At New Life, we are serious about trying to have fun. Somebody say amen. It's, we believe Jesus came to give us abundant life, and that includes joy, unspeakable, full of glory, and it's fun to be a part of the winning team. And when I speak of the winning team, I truly mean it's fun to be part of the winning team, Team Jesus. We're all a part, come out of this winning team, Team Jesus. And I thought about the Super Bowl, and each year I like to try to do something special when I think about the Super Bowl, and God, what, what can you speak to your church? And, and I feel like the Lord... The Lord gave me something, and so I want to share with you today a, a very brief message, but I want to give you four instructions from the Bible that as your, as your pastor, I believe that our entire church family needs to activate as a part of the New Life team. Are you ready for this? Four things, instructions from the Bible that we need to activate as a part of the New Life team. First of all, before we go there, we've got two teams that are playing today. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs that are playing in the Super Bowl, and we're excited about that. And then there's uh, the other team uh, that are joining together today to play at 3.30 today, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm proud of them. First of all, this is, this is a powerful year. Both quarterbacks are sold out to Jesus. Many of the team members uh, love God. Coaches are incredible people of ethical character. It's a really cool year. It's a really cool year. There's a lot of good things happening. The DeMar, if you watch the NFL Awards, maybe you do, maybe you don't. I watched that on Thursday evening. The DeMar Hamlin comes out on stage. It was a powerful time. It was probably the highlight of the entire evening. This young man has, is on fire for Jesus after his cardiac arrest and what God is doing. It's a, I'm telling you, there are some ripples of revival that are happening within our current culture, if we as the church will pay attention and not be naysayers, but will but we'll embrace what God is doing. The, the, t- today, watch the commercials. The, uh, the owner of, uh, the CEO and owner of Hobby Lobby has purchased, uh, 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 you know, commercials today during the Super Bowl. When you see the, the uh, Jesus Gets Us uh, commercials, and you've been wondering who's behind that, a solid Christian businessman that's just saying, I'm gonna do anything, anything that I want to with my resources to make sure that the name of Jesus is, is shining. And it's really cool because the, the, you need to watch these commercials because these commercials are appealing to people, but they're not, it's not like um, in a weird way. It's like really connecting to people on a real grassroots level. And it's powerful what God is doing in these last few seconds of time. And so as your pastor, we're going to have to activate a few things as a part of Team Jesus. The first thing I want to tell you is we need to tell everybody whose team are you on. Tell everybody what team are you on? Whose team are you on? God wants us to be proud of his team. Now, it's hard to say amen when you got half a hot dog in your mouth, but I'm just going to trust that you're saying amen. Romans chapter 1, verse number 16. Let me read it to you. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to be a super fan of Jesus. I've read about one lady who was actually at the Super Bowl. She went to the Super Bowl some years ago, 
And if you know, the Super Bowl is always sold out, right? She was at the Super Bowl, and a man that was sitting behind her noticed that there was an empty chair next to this lady at the Super Bowl. And he asked her, he said, ma'am, why is that seat empty? It seems so weird. To which she said, um, that was supposed to be for my husband, but he died. The man said, I, you know, ma'am, I'm so sorry to hear that. But he couldn't help noticing that empty chair as, as the game continued on. So he finally spoke up, I don't know, sometime in the second quarter, and he said, ma'am, you know, surely a friend or a relative would have taken that seat. Surely you had somebody in your life that, that could have, in honor of your husband, could have taken that seat. The woman replied, I invited so many family members. I invited so many friends, but they all decided that they insisted on going to his funeral instead. So, um, <laughs> some of you, it's gonna be like halftime today at the Super Bowl, you'll be like, oh, I get it now, right? I know, that was a, t that's a fan, right? <laughs> a little extreme, but she was proud, she was, get back, Troy, get back to it. Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 12. She was proud of her team. We got to move quickly. Matthew chapter 12. Jesus, the words of Jesus. Jesus said this, whoever is not with me is against me. Whoever does not gather with me scatters. Whoever is not with me is against me. Whoever's not with me is against me. There's only two choices. Either you're with Jesus or you're not with Jesus. There's only one battle going on in all of eternity, and that, that battle is for your worship, and the battle is between God and, and the enemy, the adversary, and, and the battle is for your worship. Here's the deal. You're going to worship, you worship something. Amen. You worship somebody. Either you worship God or you don't, um, but there is no in-between. There's no, well, I'm kind of a good person in here, and here's the ugly bad, and here's the really, really good. There is no in-between. There's a line in the sand. Either you're with him or you're not with him. Jesus said those words. So how are we going to interpret it differently? It's what he communicated. So you should be telling everybody whose team you're on. If you're on Team Jesus, if you're on this outpost, this outpost of the kingdom of God called New Life, you should be proud of the team that you're a part of. Somebody say, amen. Yes, we should be proud of that. And today we get to witness uh, several candidates that are proud of that. They're going to be getting baptized in water in just a few moments in front of the world, letting people know that I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Tell everybody whose team you're on. Number two, support your team. Support your team. It, the, we got to keep this ball moving forward. It's, it's got to be forward, forward motion. And someday we're going to hand the ball off to the team that's coming behind us. God forbid that we lose ground. We should be moving the ball forward our entire lives. Y'all follow what I'm talking about? You should support your team. You don't do things so that you can be seen by men. Uh, you don't do things so that you can be uh, the success of yourself. It's for the success of the team. It's for the success of Team Jesus. It doesn't matter if anybody sees your sacrifice for the Lord. The one that does see your sacrifice is the Lord. Jesus sees it all, and he will surely bless you for every deed that is done in his name, whether somebody praises you or not. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for man. Since you know you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ that you serve, that you're serving. And so just remember to support your team. How? 
showing up. That's a really good way. Just show, you gotta show up, show up. Serve, get involved. Say, how can I serve? How can I help? What is it that I can do? How can I help move the ball forward? Give, continue to be generous in your life. God bless us a generous, I never met a generous person that wasn't happy. I never really have. Um, so generosity is gonna bring joy into your life. And then we need an invitation culture at our church, at this outpost called New Life. So how can you support your team? Well, dude, you can be so, so proud of your team that you tell everybody what team you're on and you invite them to come to the, to the huddle, right? Invite people to come to the gathering. So uh, you need to make sure that you're, you're telling everybody whose team you're on, number one. Number two, I said support your team. And number three, Remain faithful to your team. Even during seasons of loss, remain faithful to your team. Don't give up on your team. It, it took 50 years before the Kansas City Chiefs went back to an, and won a Super Bowl. I, I literally was 50 that year, right? So from the time I was born till then, that's how long it took. It's a long time right? But here's the deal. I've always been a Chiefs fan. I always will be a Chiefs fan. I really respect the teams around here. I know I live in this region, but I, I, I cut my teeth on being a Chiefs fan. And so I'm going to remain faithful to my team and I'm going to yuck it up with you. And I expect you to yuck it up with me. I expect to get a whole lot of text messages today if they lose. And I expect to get even more if they win. You know what I'm saying? Right? Yes. Right. Um, uh, and that's cool with me. I expect it's okay. We can do this back and forth. It's just, it's just, it's just football. That's all it is, right? But we, we have these things in our lives that we're loyal to. We should be really, really faithful to team Jesus. Remain faithful. Through sickness and pain, remain faithful. Heartache, disappointment, remain faithful. Financial difficulties for you personally and for the team, we remain faithful. Unexpected tragedies, changes and pivots. People don't like change. I don't like change. You said, I know I said, now I'm saying something else. But remain faithful to the team through periods of loneliness and maybe isolation. Remain bad times, good times, through changes that you don't even like. Remain faithful. Listen, as long as the team, if people are getting saved, and lives are being changed, remain faithful to the team. At any point that people aren't getting saved and lives aren't being changed, I give you permission, I implore you, find another team. But until that point, remain faithful to your team. John chapter 15, let's check out what, what John's gospel says in John chapter 15, verse number four. Jesus' words again, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Jesus goes on to say, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. And then we're going to flip on over to Galatians chapter 6, verse number 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Remain faithful to your team. Somebody say amen. amen. And then number four, the fourth thing that I want to share with you today that kind of gleaning from this Super Bowl weekend is we need to get excited about your team. 
We need to get excited about a real player or a loyal fan gets excited about their team. I mean excited about your team. And the word fan is the short, short version of the word fanatic. Yes. And so fanatic, Merriam-Webster's online dictionary defines it this way. Someone who is marked by excessive enthusiasm and often intense, uncritical devotion. Does that define your life as it reflects Jesus and his church as a fanatic? Someone once said, I may be a nut, but I'm screwed onto the right bolt. You know what I'm saying? I don't know exactly, but it sounded really good when I wrote it down. <laughs> I've seen some of the quietest people, it seems like in the world, get excited at a ball game and they'll holler and they'll shout for their team. Why? Because they're passionate, because they're excited about their team. People wear their team jerseys, people paint their faces, they paint their chests up, they, they wear all kinds of costumes, they, they even wear the shoes, right, that work. My feet are fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. Anyway, so anyway, uh, they... The people, fans will grease up every part of their body and they'll do, they'll, they'll, they're going to show how passionate they are about their team. Passionate fans, fanatics, get, oh, get to the game early. Passionate fans and fanatics don't care if the game goes into overtime. In fact... That's when they get a little excited. I'm getting more for my money, baby, right? Whoa. If you're watching online, you probably can't hear all the cheers and shouts that are going on right now in the room. When it comes, when it, I'm just having a, I'm just being serious. When it comes to Team Jesus and this outpost called New Life Church, some people shout and some people, some, some people cry. That's okay. Some, some people are loud and other people are soft-spoken. I'm not talking about a style when I talk about, about get excited about your team. I'm talking about something way deeper than that. I just know that we can all get excited about what the Lord has done for us. Yeah. He died on that old rugged cross. They took him down and they buried him in, in, a, in Joseph's borrowed tomb. Satan thought it was over. The demons in hell, they were rejoicing at this point. Death thought that he, he had conquered the giver of life. Even the disciples thought that they were finished. For the Bible tells us that they went back to their trades. They went back to fishing. But all of a sudden, on that first resurrection Sunday, after three days, death lost its grip on the Son of God. And all the demons in hell, they had to flee away from Jesus. Satan couldn't hold Jesus down anymore, and he arose, come on, victorious over it all. The last book of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, chapter number one, verse number 18. The words of Jesus once again. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. I hold the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Praise the Lord. In a few hours, the, the, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs will square off in Glendale, Arizona for the 57th Super Bowl uh, here in the United States. There will be rings that will be given out. Trophy will be awarded. 
cash will be given to the players according to who wins and who loses. Glory will be given and bragging rights of being the best football team in the world is gonna take place a little bit later on this evening. It's, it's, I just lean in guys, relax. Um, that's going to take place. And I don't really know who's gonna win. Nobody knows who's gonna win the game. I believe the team who wins though is gonna display these four characteristics that we've discussed. If you're gonna win the Super Bowl of life, you gotta display these same characteristics. So I wanna review. Number one, tell everybody whose team you're on. Don't be ashamed. Tell everybody. I think that also includes kind of the more grassroots rubber meets the road. I'm not just talking about, I'm proud to be a follower of Jesus. That's first and foremost. But you should also be proud of the outpost that you attend, that you're a part of. The, the, you know what Jesus is coming back for? The church. And so be proud of the church. It's still the greatest evangelical force on the planet. And so be proud of that, right? Tell everybody whose team you're on. Number two, support your team. Get involved. Don't just be a, a, um, um, a receiver, but be a giver, right? It's not about serve us, it's about service. Number three, remain faithful to your team. Stick with us, guys. Stick with us. I wish I had the, the vision to be able to tell you. I really like, want to be a visionary person. I pray for that regularly. I feel like the Lord might have gifted me in some areas, but I don't know what's around the bend. I just know what God is telling us to do. His word is a lamp unto our feet, light unto our path. I wish it was a high beam halogen, but it's not, right? Stick with us, remain faithful. God is gonna use his church and then get excited about your team. Maybe, maybe the Chiefs or the Eagles aren't your team. Maybe football isn't even your sport. Maybe, and that's okay. But whatever it is that intrigues you, so frame it this way. Maybe there's a, a concert, like a, like a, real, like a group, um, a band that really is like, man, it's amazing. Maybe it's a, a movie genre or an artist of some sort. Um, maybe it's another sport. My wife is a real fan of, of acapella music. She's a real fan. She's ill today, and I, I pray for her because she's making spinach and artichoke dip later, and I need her to get well so we can... I'm just kidding. No, I, I'm, I'm just... He's, I, baby, I love you, right? Um, but she's, she's, she's very careful, doesn't want to share it, that with anybody. But she's a very big fan of acapella music. Uh, acapella, no instruments, right? They, and she, there's a couple of groups that she really likes. One of them is called Home Free. And um, whenever the, the group Home Free comes in, comes in normally you guys, normally Mike, you remember you guys went and saw, um, whenever Home Free comes within a couple of hour radius of us, man, I buy the tickets and I put it on the calendar and I make sure that I'm gonna take her to some my favorite thing. No, it's not my favorite thing, but do I enjoy it? Yeah, do I more enjoy watching her enjoy it, right? But it's, that's her thing. Man, she would go. I mean, clear her calendar and make sure that she can go to hear this, this wonderful four-part, five-part harmony that people sing, and, and it's wonderful. Um, what is your thing? Whatever your thing is, suppose it was being, being held nearby, this thing, this sporting event, this artist, this movie genre, this whatever it was, they're coming locally or within a couple of hours, and you would, you would, you would go, wouldn't you? You'd get excited about it, and you, you would go. But you know in order to go, you would have to have, you'd have to have, you'd have, to have a ticket, right? You, you have to have a ticket to be able to get into the Super Bowl. If you don't have a ticket, you're, it, I don't care how much of a fan you are. 
If you don't have a ticket, you're not getting in. You, you're going to stand outside the stadium, and you're going to go to the ticket taker, and you're going to plead, come on, man, I've come in so far. I've loved these teams forever, and I just, I need to get in. And the, the ticket taker's just going to shake their head, and dude, get out of my way. There's other people that have a ticket that want to get in. They're not getting in. You're not, you're not getting in. That's, that's salvation. I mean, it's what it says in the Bible. It's not ticket that you're going to get you into heaven. It's, it's, it's a reservation book is what it is. Your name needs to be in the reservation book, and it's called the Lamb's Book of Life. And then if your name is not written in that book, here's what it's going to be like when you die. To be absent with the body, to be present with the Lord for those people that are Christians. But for those people that aren't, what's going to happen is one day that you're going to go before the judgment of God. And you'll stand before the judgment of God. It'll be something like this. There will be somebody, I don't know what some sort of being or angel or what it is. Um, I don't know who it's going to be, but the Major D is going to... Um, open up the book and they're going to thumb through the book. By the way, if they're looking in the book for your name, your name's not in the book. I'm just going to say that right now, okay? That should be a scary moment in all of eternity for you. And your name is going to probably not be found in the book because those people have been found in the book from what I, what I understand according to the word. You've already been with the Lord. But they're looking in the book and your name's not going to be found in the book. And you're going to beg and plead and you're going to holler and scream because you know what you're, you're, what, what's next. Depart from me, you work of iniquity, because I never knew you. And, and the face is gonna be turned and you're gonna be drug away to spend forever in a place called hell. I mean, that is not God's plan. We talked about that. Why would a good God, God doesn't want to send anybody to hell. He's given you every opportunity, every chance, every chance to receive him as, to get your ticket, to get your name in the reservation book. I mean, he's doing everything he can. People in your way, messages brought before you. He's trying to get your attention. Even tragedies that have come your way. Maybe it'll shake you up a little bit. He wants you to come to know him because he wants to save you from a devil's hell. That's the truth. And it doesn't sound like a lot of fun unless you have a ticket. Then it sounds like a lot of fun, right? What I'm spared for, get your name in the book. But imagine the other side of that. This is where I see the church today. Many people in the church have a ticket. They have a ticket. And they're standing outside the stadium in Glendale, Arizona, when the Chiefs and, and the Eagles are going to play today. They're standing outside parading around, dude, I got a ticket. Look at that giant stadium. I could go in, but I got a ticket. And they're excited about the fact that they got a ticket, but they're, but, but they're not going in. What, what do you mean, Troy? If, if, if you were standing outside with a ticket, somebody else had a ticket, and they're like, dude, I'm glad you got a ticket. Why don't you go in? You're like, nah, I don't want to go in. That would be nuts. That would be ridiculous. You've got a ticket. You, you've been invited into the entrance of this exciting event, but you don't want to go in. Why? Here's what I know. Many people have confessed their sins. They really have received Jesus. They truly have a ticket. If you die, you're going to go to heaven. But it's not just about eternal life. It's also about abundant life here on earth. And you think that abundant life on earth is about you, and it's not. It's about you making a difference for somebody else abundantly. And so here's what I know. They've, they've received the Jesus. They've received the ticket. Their name's in the Lamb's Book of Life on the reservation list, but they haven't entered into the presence of God. They haven't entered in.
to the presence. You see, before your way was blocked by sin, but Jesus broke that down. You received Jesus, and no longer is your entryway to Jesus uh, restricted by your sins. Praise God. You were saved. You didn't have access before, but you got access to God now. And he makes a new living way into his presence for you. You had a Savior. But here's the good news. You still have a Savior who's saving you every day of your life. It's entering into his into his presence. What? I said, God, we, we, need, we need more of you and less of us. We, we need your presence, real, thick, tangible, in our gatherings, but in our lives, in our homes, in our cars, in our schools, in our streets, in our marketplace. We, we, need, we need that, God. And I felt like the Lord responded to me and was like, well, first you have to have an altar-friendly church. And I think an altar-friendly church could be defined two ways, A-L-T-A-R, the altar, and A-L-T-E-R, you've got to be willing to be altered by God. Amen. So if we're an altar-friendly church, that means we've got to face some of our giants in our lives. We've got to come and give it to God. Not just like, God, I'm suffering so hard. Come here, help me to feel better. Well, that's part of it. God wants you to feel better. But God also wants to change things in you. God, would you please help me be stronger? Then God's going to bring some weights along your way. They're going to feel like burdens. But those weights are making you stronger. You wanted, you wanted strength, but you got weights. You got cinder blocks tied to your ankles as you're trying to shred water. You're getting stronger, baby. God wants us to be an altar-friendly church. And the only way we can be altered in our life is if we come to the altar of, 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 of God and we say, God, I need more of you. It's not about because I have a need today. It's because you must increase and I must decrease. It's because I truly don't know what's around the bin, but I know you do and your grace is sufficient. Prepare me now, God. May my, may my, my heart be, be prepared. May my spirit be prepared. May my mind be prepared for what's, what's in store for me and for my neighbors and for my friends. God. We need you. So before we baptize these folks today, two questions. Do you have a, do you have a ticket? Is your name in the Lamb's Book of Life? If it's not, give your life to Jesus Christ today. I'd like you to close your eyes and bow your heads. All hearts are silent before the Lord for just a moment. So the two questions are simple. Number one, do you have a ticket? Do you belong to Jesus? And the second question is kind of like it. If you have a ticket, are you entering into his presence on a regular basis? So question number one, is your name in the book? Because there is no in-between. It's either yes or no. There is, if you stutter or stammer on that question, well, I just, the answer is no. Either you know confidently, resoundly yes, or the answer is no. There, guys, it's not an indictment. It's just the truth is your name in the book. And if your name's not in the book, you can't pay any money, you can't join a church, you can't go to membership classes, you can't attend enough Sunday school classes, you can't, you can't get enough awards, you can't give enough money away, you can't, you can't be good enough, you could never be good enough to receive this, you'll never reach the benchmark. The only thing you can do is receive, receive the free gift from God. It's free, free. And you do that by praying and saying, I receive it. If that's you and you're ready to put your name in the book, you're, you want a ticket, you're ready to give your life to Jesus. I'm gonna count to three and when I do, just raise your hand. One, two, 
Three, put it up, put it up, put it up. Don't ask, just put it up, God. I want my name in that book. I want my name in that book. God, I want my name in that book. I want my God, I want my name in that book. 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 I want my name in that book, God. I want my name in that book. I want my name in that book, God. Right where you're at, just pray this prayer out loud. God, forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart. Change my life. I need you, God. I give everything to you. I don't want to live the same way. I want to live my life with you. And I confess, Jesus, that you are my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, mighty God, for all the the six, seven, eight hands that went up today. Now, the second question is like it. Maybe you have your ticket, but you're like, okay, I've been holding back. I've been trying to do it my way. I've been excited about the ticket, but I've been missing out on the presence, and I want to get into the presence of God that comes through faithfulness and worship and obedience and reading God's word. And it's not about doing. It's, about, it's not about trying. It's about relying upon God and his spirit. And you're saying, okay, God, you've got my attention. You shook me up a little bit. I realize where I'm at. I want to now, I want to enter into your presence, and I'm serious about this thing. And so God, today, I, I make it my my vow, I make it my, my act of faith today to tell you that I will go fully into your presence in every area of my life. If that's you, slip your hand up right now to God and say, God, that is me. God, that is me. God, that is me. God, that is me. I need more of you and less of me. You increase and I decrease, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. I want to be in your presence. God, you know what's around the corner. Prepare me and strengthen me. God, use me in whatever way you want. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen and amen. Somebody say amen in the house today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mighty God. Well, we get an opportunity to baptize some folks in water. And while we're doing that, I want to give you my spiel up front. Several of you just gave your heart to Jesus. And if you come from a different church background, it might feel a little different. We're not minimizing or in any way downgrading the importance and the sacredness of water baptism but we are telling you what the Bible says. And the Bible does not say that you're required to attend a 13-week class and you're to be a member of a church and you're to be of a certain age or ethnicity or financial status. All it says is when you get saved, get baptized because it's the outward indication of the faith that you have. It is, Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me on earth, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven. What? How can I ensure that you're like not going to be ashamed of me before your father in heaven? But you're baptized in water and you mean it. You're like, okay, God, I identify with, when we take you under, you're identifying with Jesus when he died. When you're under the water, you're really underground, under dirt. You're identifying with Jesus when he was buried. And when we we bring you out of the ground, your old life is gone. Your new life has come. And you're, you're identifying with Jesus when he rose from the, from the dead. And it's, we baptized three people last night in, 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 outside in Modesto by, by, in the, by in the fire pit area. It was a beautiful time. Praise God. It was a wonderful thing. One, one, a couple of people were new to the church. One guy was, uh, uh, had, his testimony, his husband and wife, tested been 19 years together, but test, just, I, I died three times, uh, coronary uh, uh, cardiac arrest. Um, I've had cancer of the kidney and had it removed. Uh, God got my attention and I am not turning my back on God. And we baptized that man. There was a lady, his wife, who had said she was unashamed at all. She's like, I had, I've done a lot of wrong things in my life. She's like, most recently, she said, I drank um, tequila, 
and I drank so much. She said, I didn't realize I was popping a bunch of pills at the same time. And I was coded. They said that I had died and they revived me. And she said, I'm ashamed to tell you, this wasn't the first time this happened in my life. And a few months ago, I, when they woke me up, I said, God, I will never turn my back on you again. And she's been sober and clean. They found new life. They're, they're, it's a beautiful thing. I don't know what God is doing in your life, but if you gave your heart to Jesus Christ today, I can't, I'm a man of faith. By the way, this isn't a fake thing. Some people wonder about preachers, and I get so ashamed of preachers sometimes, of looking one way on a stage and being another way in real. This, like, this is who I am. Like, like, like my daughters are all up here at the altar, and this is, this, is who our, this is who our family is. And I'm so proud. And I want this to be who your family is. Not me, but follow me as I follow Jesus. And, and, and it's got to be authentic, and it's got to be real. But if you gave your life to Jesus and you meant it, then I brought a couple of towels today. Maybe my faith was too small. Maybe I should have brought more. But there ain't no reason why you couldn't go home wet today. There's no reason why. This, here's the deal. If you're afraid of going home wet, then I've got three words for you. Suck it up, right? Just suck it up, just suck it, just suck it. Just, just, just go home wet. Just put the towel down, take the towel home with you, just clean it before you bring it back. Um, I just want you to be baptized because that's what God wants for you more than anything. So I get the privilege of baptizing some folks today. And so um, if you're a candidate for water baptism, if you come bring your towel and come uh, prepare yourself and come have a seat up here, I appreciate it. And if you would like to be baptized and your gut's churning and you're like, I don't know, um, but you know you're to follow God in this, I want you to come on down and have a seat in the front up there and I would be thrilled to baptize you today. Those of you watching us online, what a privilege it is. If you'd like to be baptized in water, um, I've had people ask to schedule appointments with me before. Can, can I do it uh, privately? Because it's a little embarrassing for me to be in front of people. And the answer is a resounding no, that's not how we roll. We don't do it privately. That's not the point. The point is to do this publicly and do it in front of people. And I will not embarrass you for all the money in the world, but we will certainly support you. If I could get a handheld microphone brought up here, please. I appreciate it so very much. Thank you guys. I'm grateful for that. And at this time, I'm going to remove my microphone. Our first candidate for water baptism this morning is Shannon. Shannon, would you please come on up here? Let's welcome Shannon as she comes up to the tank. So proud of you, Shannon. I'll take your towel from you. And Shannon, put the pink, take off those shoes. All right, this is our friend Shannon. Shannon has been very faithful to be attending regularly in prayer and online, and she's been a part of the church for some time. Shannon, we love you. Why do you want to be baptized today? Because I love God. Because you love God. And Shannon, are you going to live for Jesus every day of your life? Yes. All right, let's baptize you, lady. the days of your life, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
Jason is next. Jason, come on down. All right, Jason, how old are you? 11. 11 years old. And I know it's a little hard to stand up in front of everybody, so just kind of talk to me, okay? Jason, can you tell me why do you want to be baptized today? To get a new life. Get a new life. Jason, look at my eyes. Do you love Jesus? Yes. And Jason, are you going to serve Jesus the rest of your life? Yes. And you're going to live for him no matter what comes your way? Yes. All right, Jason, let's baptize. of faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior and your commitment to live for Him and walk with Him all the days of your life, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. there because Nayeli is next. Where's Nayeli? Your sister. Right on. All right, Nayeli. Okay, jump on in there, girl. Where you can step on in there. There you go. I know there's really no... It's just got to go for it. There you go. All right. You don't really see Nayeli very much because she's oftentimes back there in the media booth. We're so proud of her working and serving the Lord in this capacity. Nayeli, how old are you? 13. 13 years old. And Nayeli, do you love Jesus? Yes. And Nayeli, are you going to live for Jesus the rest of your life? Yes. No matter what comes your way? Yes. All right. And so why do you want to be baptized today? Because I love Jesus and I feel like this is the next step. That's exactly right. That's exactly Let's baptize you. Okay, Nayeli. By your confession of faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior and your commitment to live for Him and walk with Him in newness of life all the days of your life. It is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Pedro, come on down, please. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, brother. Jump on in there for me, sir. You got this. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yes, it is. This has been a road, huh? Oh, yes. Yes. So first of all, tell us, why do you want to be baptized today? Because I just want to give you the, uh, my heart to uh, my God. You give your heart to God. Yes. And so at, at this stage in your life, this place in your life, it's standing before everybody. I'm so very proud of you. You're not ashamed of Jesus. Are you going to live for him the rest of your life? Yes. Yes. Praise God. What an example you are. I'm very proud of you. Amen. Yes, let's baptize. Pedro, by your confession of faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior and your commitment to live for him and walk with him in newness of life all the days of your life, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
Amen. Pedro, can, can I just, can I ask you one more question? Just, I don't want to embarrass you. How old are you? 69. 69 years old. Amen. So very proud of you. So very proud of you. Amen. Amen. And how beautiful is that, guys? Absolutely beautiful. And Alexis. We get the privilege of baptizing Alexis. You can stay stand up just for a minute. Let's talk for a second. Okay. Alexis, how old are you? 23. 23 years old. Prime of your life. And amen. That's, somebody's like, yes, right. And uh, Alexis, you want to be baptized today. I'd like to know, can you tell us why? Because my heart belongs to God. Yeah. So by saying your heart belongs to God, does that mean that your heart is going to belong to God the rest of your life? Are you ever going to allow the enemy to pull you back or you to turn away from God? Never. All right. Let's baptize you, girl. Right on. Have a seat for me, Alexis. Okay. Okay. Alexis, by your confession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and your commitment to live for Him and walk with Him in newness of life all the days of your life, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So we've got five minutes left of the gathering. I just made that up because we don't have an end time to the gathering. So, <laughs> but, but, but I wonder if there's anybody here today that would say, you know, I would like to follow Jesus in water baptism. Um, it's, it's an outward expression of what's going on inside of me. And I really feel strongly that I'm supposed to do this today. And um, if that's you, I want you to stand right now and come, come see me right at this tank. And we're going to celebrate with you right now. I've got a couple of towels. Let's do this. People are like, don't you feel awkward? I don't feel awkward at all. Okay. So what's, we're cheering you on. This is like, remember, this place is a family. Um, the, the time that we turn this thing into a factory is the time you're going to be looking for another pastor. It's a, it's a family, right? And I don't care how big we get. The family should grow. My family has grown, right? The family grows. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's still a family. Um, so here's the deal, family. If you haven't been baptized and you'd like to be baptized, and you're just like, but I would really like to invite my family, and I'd like to make sure that I'm um, – I get it. I get it. There's all kinds of reasons. Just don't let the enemy be the reason, Okay. People say, how often do you do baptism services? Yes. Um, as often as we need to, right? All you have to do is ask. And we can get the tank out for the next week, and we can make sure that you're ready to go. That's all. It, just tell us. I'd like to be baptized. Could I be baptized on this date? Or, or, and we'll, we will make it. Larry, where's Larry? Larry, Larry. We will make it happen. These guys make it happen. They set it up. They take, take it. They do the wonderful thing. Yes. And uh, we will make it happen. We bottle up all the water. We use the same water for 12 years. It's just wonderful. <laughs> Oh, that is nasty. It's horrible. No, we, oh, that's horrible. We, we will take care of you. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face shine upon you. 
May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he give you rest and may he give you peace. There's some more hot dogs. Feel free to take some and enjoy those. And I hope you have a really wonderful time. If you're traveling somewhere today, be safe. And finally, everybody at the same time, go Chiefs. Yes, right. Okay, have a great, have a great, have a, have a great, have a great man.